reading is from the 12th chapter of Romans, uh, verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, in, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it is servicing, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it mercifully. Do it cheerfully. Here ends the reading. Please be seated. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Tammy Roach. I'm the Adult Ministries Pastor here at Alleluia, and I want to also welcome you to worship this morning. Today, as Pastor Mark mentioned, we are finishing up our three-week sermon series, Living for Jesus. And over the past two weeks, Pastor Mark and Pastor Tim explored what it meant to live for Jesus through our gift of time and by sharing our treasures. This week, I get to talk about how we can live for Jesus by using our talents, the gifts that God has given us to use for the good of his creation. Now, I think this is a pretty awesome topic because it is amazing to me how God has gifted each and every one of us with a special talent or gift so that we can serve one another and bring glory to his kingdom. So I want to go ahead and dive right in, and we're going to start out by looking at verse 3. If you have a worship Bible with you that is on page 920, uh, there are Bibles available to you in the back of the worship space, and the words are on the screen. It reads this, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you. Now I want to pause right there already. See, this is Paul speaking, and he begins this focus of this letter. One of the first things he acknowledges is that it is only by the grace of God that he is writing this letter and addressing God's people with such authority. See, through this letter, he is exercising his own spiritual gift of writing and teaching gifts bestowed upon him by the grace of God. And then he goes on, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. See, through faith we are to trust God with the distribution of gifts and talents. And since it is God who graciously distributes these gifts, we should not think of our gifts as, or talents as better than anyone else's. And we should not be jealous of somebody else's talents or gifts that they have inherited or received from God. So I want to go ahead and give us an illustration for today. And I want to invite two people up. I'm going to call on Janice and I'm going to call on Lisa. And I'm going to ask you guys to come on up here and help me with an illustration. Don't be shy. I don't bite. Most of the time. All right. Is there working their way up here? Um, we're close. I'm I had to pick two people from the back, didn't I? <laughs> All right. So both Lisa and Janice are Christians. Okay. 
which means that both of them have been saved by grace through faith. Neither one of them have earned their salvation, but rather it's a gift from God through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. As Christians, as Lutheran Christians especially, can we all agree with that? What was that? Yes, yes. We are saved by grace through faith. We do not have to earn our salvation, right? Well, then God says, I think I'm going to, I need to distribute some gifts to these believers. So he's going to give you guys each a gift. So let's see what's in our box today. Oh, some good stuff. Let's see. Some candy. Ooh, some good-looking candy here. <laughs> you need the paper. <laughs> I love it. All right, so over here to Lisa, uh, God is going to give her a Milky Way, and we're going to call this the gift of teaching. Here you go, Lisa. Coincidental, huh? And then over here to Janice, he is going to give Skittles. Let's call that the gift of encouragement. Every believer receives a spiritual gift. But then God says, you know what? I think I'm also going to give Lisa the gift of a Snickers, the gift of leadership. See, in today's world, we are, meant, we are led to believe that everything has to be distributed evenly to be fair. But that's not how God works. God distributes gifts based off of his greater plan. And so to Lisa, he gives two candy bars, two spiritual gifts. And to Janice, he gives one bag of Skittles for the gift of encouragement. And God says, it doesn't matter how many gifts I give you, but whatever I give you, I expect you to share those gifts with others according to what I have distributed to you. See, if God has given you a little, then you are to be faithful with a little. And if God has given you a lot, then you are to be faithful with a lot. Whether God has gifted you a little or a lot, has asked you to be part of a very public ministry or work in a more behind-the-scenes role, your purpose in life is to use that gift for the greater good of God's kingdom. No spiritual gift is better than the other. So even though Janice may be eyeing that Snickers over there, wishes she had that Snickers, her gift, her Skittles are just as important. And one of the things you notice about this one spiritual gift, just like these Skittles, there are a lot of pieces in here. Her kingdom impact can be just as great as the person with two gifts. Thank you, ladies. You can both go ahead and have a seat. And you can keep your candy bars and possibly maybe consider sharing those, those gifts with others. <laughs> Good stewards. We each have been given different talents and gifts according to God's greater plan and for the unity of his people. And so this brings us to verse 4 and 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Now, this is not the first and only time that Paul is engaged with the metaphor of the body, so I think we need to explain how this all works together. See, each member, each part, each system of the human body has a specialized purpose, whether that's an external part of the body like a nose for smelling or feet which serve as our foundation or eyes for seeing or a hand for touching and grasping 
or more of an internal body part like a heart which pumps our blood throughout the body or an eardrum which vibrates sound or even our spleen. Those inner workings which we cannot see are just as important as the more visible parts. The heart is the very thing that keeps us alive, but we don't see it working. We know that it is working because the body is living and breathing and functioning, but we don't actually get to see the heart pumping. Now another thing we notice about the human body is that the various members of the body do not compete with one another but rather they cooperate with mutual benefit for the body. See, our physical body has many parts that work interdependently and rely on each other to function well and at full efficiency. While our society teaches us that we should be self-sufficient and independent, Paul teaches us that we should be more like the physical body, That instead of striving for independence as Christians and as children of God, we should work for interdependence. And so this is what it looks like in view of our talents and spiritual gifts, whether you have many or few. See, each of us is strong in one area and weak in another. So we have to rely on one another to function efficiently and effectively. Like the human body, each of us is to function or minister out of our strengths. Each of us should also be able to depend on the other parts of the body to function and minister out of their strengths. In this way, we help each other in our areas of weakness, and the body of Christ can be sustained according to God's will and his plan. One final thing to note about the body. See, too often people think that their talents or gifts are something of their own invention, and they hold them very tightly. Too often they see themselves fitting into the body of Christ in sort of a Frankenstein fashion. I'll just attach myself right here and see how I function with the rest of the body and see the ways the body will serve me. If we work well together, then fantastic, I'll stay right here. But if the body is not doing what I desire for the day, if they don't do things the same way that I would do, or if they're not running that ministry the same way that I would run it, then I'll just detach myself again. I'll do my own thing for a while, I'll keep to myself. The body can function without me, or can it? Can you, as a believer, function apart from the body. The tongue cannot talk if it's separated from the body. In fact, it would would look a little absurd sitting here on this box if it were all by itself. It would not have a purpose and detached for too long, it would develop atrophy, a weakening of its intended purpose. And as a result, unable to communicate, the whole body will suffer. What if? What if instead of thinking this way, that we are masters over our gifts and talents, what if we recognize that our gifts were received in flow from the Godhead? That there is this natural synergy that thrives when we all work together to glorify God and build each other up. What if we recognize that we are all important 
that we are all a vital part of the body of Christ and our very purpose in which we were created was to work in harmony with the rest of the body. Can't just detach ourselves or stop working without significantly affecting the other members. Now, yes, it's true. Very often when a part of the body is malfunctioning or not working, the rest of the body will work to compensate for that loss. The body is amazing that way. But it cannot function at its capacity or sustain itself for long. And ultimately, the whole body will suffer. Each gift given to us is given in such a way as to provide all that the body of Christ needs to function properly. Let's return to Romans 12. We're going to look at verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Paul is mirroring verse 3 here and reminding his readers that these gifts bestowed upon us by God and that God gives us these gifts out of grace but also gives the faith by which they are to be exercised. Therefore, Paul says, verse 7, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy, then prophecy. Let me try that again. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in, in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve in accordance with your faith. If it is teaching, then teach in accordance with your faith. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement in faith. If it is giving, then give generously in accordance with your faith. If it is to lead, do it diligently in accordance with your faith. If it is to show mercy, do so cheerfully in accordance with your faith. Friends, if you have faith in God then you are to fulfill your purpose and exercise your gifts and talents for the glory of God. I don't think Paul can make this much more clear. So let's talk about gifts for a minute. The list provided by Paul in Romans 12 is not an exhaustive list of spiritual gifts by any means. Paul here is specifically talking about spiritual gifts, but God blesses each and every one of us with a different kind of gift for the use of his glory. Now, I think gifts can be broken down into three major categories, natural talents, acquired skills, and spiritual gifts. And each of these can be used to build up the kingdom of God. Natural talents. Now, these are those talents that you are born with, artistic, musical, athletic talents. Some people pick up languages very easily. Some people are great with numbers. They're brilliant at fixing things. They're natural organizers. Now, of course, we can learn to develop these natural talents by practice and hard work, but we cannot create them out of nothing. Everyone, however, Christian or not, is given a natural talent. Now, you may have not have learned what your natural talent is yet, but we all have some sort of ability beyond what most people can do. The second one, acquired skills. Now, these are skills which we can get through training and practice. 
Even if you are naturally musical, if you never practice, it's unlikely that you will become a great musician. You may be really good with numbers, but unless you get the proper training, you will not become an accountant. Acquired skills are those things we study, we practice, and we put effort into in order to become proficient at them. Now, whether this acquired skill stems from a natural talent or not, God gives us the desire to learn these skills through our passions and our interests, and such we can use them to build up the kingdom of God. And finally, spiritual gifts. These are gifts given to individuals by the Holy Spirit with the specific purpose of ministering to the church body. Natural talents, acquired skills, those can be used for a worldly purpose, and they can be used to be built up the kingdom of God. But spiritual gifts are given to individuals by the Holy Spirit for the specific purpose of building up the kingdom of God, to bring glory to God and to build up the body of Christ. Now, this would include those things that Paul was talking about, teaching and preaching, encouragement, service, compassion, giving, caring, helping, prayer, and so much more. Talents, skills, gifts, they do have their differences, but they also have some striking similarities. First of all, they all come from the same source. They are all gifts from God. Talents are inherited Acquired skills stem from our innate passions and interests. Spiritual gifts are received through grace. They also all grow in effectiveness when they are used. Talents have to be nurtured, skills need to be practiced, and spiritual gifts are increased as we mature in our relationship with Christ. And finally, all are meant to be used for the benefit of others. We are created for a purpose, and all of these functions enable us to work according to our faith. We are unique individuals made for a purpose. And if you think about all the variety of talents and skills and gifts, along with all the varied personalities, temperaments, passions, and visions, the way that we could impact the body of Christ is immeasurable. I want to point out a few things to you today. When you all walked in, you probably received a brochure. Do you have a brochure in your hand? There's an insert inside that brochure. A member of this church did that work. The person who greeted you at the door when you walked into this church is a member of this church. The person who came early to worship to set up our communion station is a member of this church. When you walk out this door today, I want to point a few other things out to you. There's a prayer room on the east hallway. That room was designed and created by members of this church. The new adult ministries display that's right out there in the gathering area and a few other displays, that was designed by a member of this church. Every card on there, every connect group is led by a member of this church. There's a whole team of people who work with Pastor Mark 
on mission opportunities. There is a team of people serving on council and our financial committee. We have singers and musicians, all members of this church. The decorations for Advent that you will see showing up within a couple weeks were done by members of this church. All of our leaders for youth and children are members of this church. See, daily, people who understand that the body of Christ needs them are giving of their time and their talents to glorify others, to glorify God and impact others. Every card you see out there and every poster you see throughout the hallways is full of opportunities for you to get involved and become an active part of the body of Christ. By grace, we are given these gifts. These natural talents, acquired skills, spiritual gifts were not given purely for our own enjoyment or benefit. They were given to build up the body of Christ. In Matthew 25, Jesus told a parable about buried talents. And through that parable, God asked, what will you do with what I gave you? Will you hoard it for your own or will you use it for the benefit of the body? You have a natural talent, an acquired skill, or a spiritual gift graciously given to you by God. But it is your responsibility to identify it, to use it, and to develop it. So you may be sitting there thinking, I don't even know what my gifts are. Where do I even begin? I want you to begin by focusing on people. Focusing on people will fulfill your purpose. So you don't need to take a spiritual gift inventory to see where God is calling you to serve. You simply need to wake up every morning, look around, open your eyes, and see that there are people who are hurting and in need. There are people who need encouragement. There is a church building that needs maintained and cleaned and beautified so that we can welcome people and fulfill our ministries. There are people who just need to feel welcomed. There are children and youth who need to hear the word of God and who maybe need a mentor. There are people who just need someone to listen to them or pray for them. And there are just people that just need to be noticed when they walk through that door. God has a purpose for your life. And God has given you the gifts to fulfill that purpose by getting involved, by developing your relationship with God, and by focusing on people. You will discover your gifts, and God will use it for the glory of his kingdom. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you, Lord, for the ultimate gift of sending your son to a cross for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you, Lord, for the grace. We thank you for the love that you have shown us. Heavenly Father, we know that you have gifted us with a, a skill, a talent, a spiritual gift. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts, you open our minds, you open up our spirits, Lord, so that we can learn what those gifts are, that we can embrace those gifts, and then we can go out into the world 
and show your glory through us. It's in your son's name that we offer you ultimate praise and thanks. Amen.